Olsen fakes it for Patterson and yes, touchdown to Greg Olsen. Wilson just got it away. There's Keith Lee. Touchdown, Carolina. Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your B&B reaction show. This is Brian, joined by Brad, as always. Brad, how are you on this fine evening? I am thankful. Yeah? Because the season is over. We endured the nightmare. We sure did. We finally, it, it, was, a lo- it was a long, winding road. And we are, we're just finally out on the other side of it. We can be we can be done with this burden for another year or so. We can worry about the draft. We can worry about free agency. All the stuff that's kind of fun about being like a, a fan of a team that's not great. Like all the stuff where you can like, you know, look towards the prospects of a better future. Like we finally yeah, gotten we, past. We can this have whole... hope now. Yeah, we're we finally got it again. You're damn right. <laughs> Can't lose the game if you're not playing. That's so, right. Yeah, we can finally uh, just look. I feel like this is this was our penance for this shitty team, and I, I shouldn't say they're a shitty team. It's just well, you know, they're they're kind of a shitty team. Not not like yeah. a whole shitty team. They're not the Jets. They're um, not the Jets or the Jaguars. They're just shitty. So if you're listening and you haven't watched the game already, the Panthers lost to the Saints and on in the season finale, 33-7. to It really was just not a fun game to watch, to be honest. No. It, um, no, and I, I can – the first time we lost to the Saints, it was a fun game to watch. Like, it was 27-24. to We were in it. We only lost because we couldn't stop them on third down. This game was just not fun at all like it was it was almost like punishment like like we did something wrong and we had to watch this game as punishment that's what it felt like we're being punished for being panthers fans apparently apparently yeah the worst part about it is they didn't have alvin Kamara. they didn't have um they didn't have their other backup running back. I forget what his name is. Um, yeah, I knew his name until you started talking about him, and then, and then it slipped my mind. Hold <laughs> on. I'm going to look it up just so we don't seem like complete doofuses. They didn't have Michael Thomas. They didn't even have um, – oh, shit, what is his name? Um, they, they, they basically didn't have, like, their top two starting running backs, their top two wide receivers this game. And they still beat the shit out of the Panthers. <laughs> Latavius Murray and Dwayne Washington. Yep. Latavius Murray was the one we couldn't think of. Yeah. Latavius I mean, Murray, who is a good running back. He's a good running back. Yeah. And Alvin Kamara is, you know, one of the upper, like, top four running backs in the league. But, you know, they didn't even have those guys. Ty Montgomery was the lead back in this game. And then a guy who. I believe the broadcast said he had never appeared in an NFL game before. Correct. And they beat us thirty percent correct. Seven. Yeah, the Yeah, it was just not a fun game to watch. And I think like ultimately the real takeaway from this game is just that Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer, which I think we've been saying for weeks now. Yes. He's not the but answer really, unless the question is who should you not sign 
to a long-term franchise quarterback contract extension? If that's which the question, luckily, then he's the answer. Which luckily the Panthers didn't do that. They gave him no, a, a three-year no. deal, but it was basically it was basically a two-year deal. Um, yeah, and I I mentioned this on Twitter that we should trade him in the offseason because someone said on Twitter, I think it was Bobby Rosinski, correct I correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember uh, if you're listening to this, don't yell it out and or email me or whatever because I don't remember who said it. But uh, we can trade Teddy Bridgewater and only absorb uh, ten million of the twenty three million dollars that he is owed because uh, of trading him. Uh, if we if we do that, it would only be a ten million dollar dead cap hit instead of twenty three million dollars to have him sit either sit on the bench and do nothing or tank us even further by playing. So, and, and someone on Twitter replied to me and said, what team would trade for that horrible contract? It's not a horrible contract. Uh, $23 million is not a lot of money for a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that's actually peanuts. Other than rookie quarterbacks, that's one of the lowest contracts for a starter. Uh, and anybody could... Uh, argue that you know teams are dumb teams are going to say oh well teddy did enough good things he had a high completion percentage you know maybe we could make him work so he is very tradable if they wanted to go in that direction and they absolutely should because he's terrible i mean the bear the bears traded for nick Foles, so it's not it's definitely not outside the realm of possibility at all um <laughs> I really, I really want to like Teddy, but he just, he's just regressed over the last few weeks. And it's just, ugh, it's just annoying, man. Like there have been so many times where he can make plays. There have been so many times where he can make a throw. There was one throw to, to uh, DJ Moore. I think it was two weeks ago where he just fucking threw it in the dirt where DJ Moore went forward. He's just not the kind of quarterback that can win with this team. Like it's just, it, yeah. it just is what it is. Like I, I think that if he went back to new Orleans, like if, if somehow new Orleans ended up with him, they'd probably be fine, but he's just not a quarterback who can like, uh, they really need a guy with a live arm who can throw the ball down the field. And he's, he's just he's the not perfect that. guy. He's the perfect guy. If your defense is like the 2000 Ravens or, um, you know, like the 85 bears is a frequent example. Like if you've got a defense that can win you games and you only give up like 12 points a game or whatever, Teddy's perfectly fine because you'll score 17 to 24 points a game and you'll win a lot of games. But for a young team who can't stop, the other team from scoring, Teddy's not going to win you a game. Like he's not going to put the game in his hands and win it as we've seen eight times this year. Uh, it's just not going right. to happen. Yeah. The, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, you can tell the offense is kind of limited as far as the play calling, because they know that his, his arm just isn't that live. Like, Fuck, like PJ Walker came in in the second half and granted he wasn't he wasn't good at all. Don't give me don't don't even like misconstrue that, but he had several throws that I don't think Bridgewater would, would have even tried to make. No. Like with uh 
the a couple of the, I think he he completed a couple passes to DJ Moore. There was a nice one to Curtis Samuel. Like, you know, it's just clear. It's very clear that this offense is being held back by the fact that they don't think they can throw the ball down the field effectively. Yeah, they still do would, it. Like there are times yeah. where. Good. I was gonna spin off onto something else, so it probably makes sense for you to finish your thought. Oh uh, well, I was just gonna say it's it's very clear that like they they still throw the ball down the field, like they still do it, but it's very clear that that's not at all what they trust Teddy Bridgewater to do yes. when he's not, when he's starting. So that that only brings your offense so far, especially when your offensive line isn't very good. Your running game is, you know, like mediocre. Um, it didn't really help that Mike Davis didn't play today, but overall to me, it's just, it's just very clear. Like this offense, and this was a problem last year as well. They can't throw the ball down the field. And it just over the course of a season towards the 17, kind of figure that out. Then they start coming after your quarterback, and that's when bad things happen. I mean, we watched it last year. We watched it this year. And granted, this year's team was not nearly as talented as last year's team from top to bottom. But overall, it's just the same. It's the same. It's the same uh, theme. Like, oh, you can't throw the ball down the field consistently, so we're going to make you fucking pay for it. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I never really loved the idea of Teddy Bridgewater coming here like from the start because that's always been his weakness like everyone always knew he's not going to throw the ball downfield and I think I would have rather seen them sign PJ Walker at the beginning of the year like we did and just let PJ Walker be the quarterback because while I think we would have still been five and 11 or four and 12 I think it would have been more promising and more entertaining to watch because there is something to be said about just taking risks and trying to get the ball downfield. And PJ Walker is, as we saw today, is no better than Teddy Bridgewater, but it would have at least been a more interesting way to approach trying to put points on the board. I mean, it says all it needs to be said about this game that Tommy Stevens was the best quarterback for, for the Panthers. I mean, the dude wasn't even on the fucking team like five days ago, and he was the best quarterback out there. Yeah, I liked what I saw from Tommy Stevens. That, that I'm, is I'm honestly surprised they didn't just throw him out there for those last two drives. After P.J. threw an interception on his second pass, I, I'm surprised they didn't just put Tommy Stevens in the game. Give him the Taysom Hill treatment? Yeah, just let him go. <laughs> I mean... Hell, we might have won. You never know. I mean, but I, I mean, I feel like we wouldn't have. <laughs> I yet. feel like we probably would have lost, but you know, um, it was just, I mean, five turnovers, five interceptions, two end zone interceptions. It, yeah, those those end zone interceptions were real killers, too. Yeah, like, that was, it, I mean, we were in the game when they happened. Uh, you know, it didn't get out of hand until the fourth quarter. I mean, it was 19 to seven. I think when he threw the second one. So, and the I worst mean, part was both interceptions were horrible. horrible yeah, throws. they were terrible like, throws. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the, that the defensive back just made a great play. It, it, Teddy just made a terrible throw. Like the one corner route to Ian Thomas that I can think of. 
that one was especially poor to me because like there was questions of whether and this is mainly in our slack shop but there was questions of whether or not the route the wrong route was run no like you don't put that much air under a ball that's not on an out route in the end zone or i guess it would be considered a corner route um like that that was the intention he intentionally threw that ball and he threw it like five yards behind the receiver he was supposed to throw it to and it was it looked like it was a perfectly thrown pass to the defensive back. Yeah. I was furious when I saw that. Like Yeah. I know that I know that Bridgewater's foot was fucked up after the or during the game because he was like icing it in the second half, but man, like that dude is just <sighs> He he's went exactly from, what, yeah, he, he's exactly what we thought he was. He went he went from being decent to being bad to being unplayable all in the span of like six weeks. Uh he was pretty good at the start of the year. And then I don't know if it's because he got hurt, like when he, he had that knee injury. Uh I think he the one that caused him to miss a game. But he's been garbage ever since then, and he just got worse and worse and worse as the season went on. And I don't know if it's just that we've seen his peak. I don't know if he's secretly hurt. I don't know if he just got lucky and then regressed to the mean. I don't know. But if I'm the Panthers, I don't want to find out. Like, I want to get cut ties, get as far away and just get a new quarterback and just roll into 2021 with somebody else, because I don't think they can afford another year of Teddy Bridgewater. I think what happened to Teddy Bridgewater was the same thing that happened to Kyle Allen last year in that um, teams got a a few weeks of film on him and they were like, okay, this is, these are his uh, weaknesses. This is what, this is what he's limited to. And that's a bad thing because like we, I mean, we, we kind of knew already that he wasn't going to be throwing the ball down the field a whole lot, but like teams have been playing those sticks so hard on like third and fourth down on him. And like, it's definitely paid dividends for them because he just isn't the quarterback who's going to push the ball down the field when you absolutely need him to like, he'll do it on like second down, like throw a nice ball to, to Curtis Samuel when the defense isn't really expecting it. But when push comes to shove, he's not the guy who's going to who's gonna push the ball over the sticks. He's just not. We know this already. And I think we are having that similar frustration with what we had with Kyle Allen last year because Kyle Allen was the same way. He was kind of bailed out with, with Christian McCaffrey, where obviously Bridgewater really hasn't been. Um, I think they probably would have won a few more games if McCaffrey actually played, but... Yeah, I mean they they need a they need a quarterback who can throw the ball all over the field. So how you find that, I'm not so sure. Is it Carson Wentz? Is it Dwayne Haskins? Is it a is it a drafted quarterback? I don't know. But it's pretty clear that they need to find a different answer than Bridgewater at this point. Yeah. And on top of that, really the offensive line is still shit. Like they they're Yeah, they're terrible. They're, when PJ Walker went in there and granted, you know, when a backup quarterback comes in who hasn't played a whole lot, they're not going to make the same protection calls that a guy like Bridgewater will as a starting quarterback, but man, he got he got like he had no chance on like I think th- at least three different plays where he uh snapped the ball and got sacked like, you know, 
or he got hit and threw a pick. Like, how are you supposed to operate an offense that way? Yeah, you know, I mean, and to just, be fair, to be fair to him, Michael Schofield is the fourth left tackle. You right. know, I mean, and that Greg guy's Little, a guard. Greg, Greg Little, and Trent Scott were both on injured reserve, and Russell Okung robbed the Panthers of like thirteen million dollars by hardly being available to play all year. So, I mean, you can't really fault PJ. No. I mean, you could. You could, but you shouldn't put too much. But at the same time, I don't think PJ is the answer either. As far as the uh, defense goes, um, I feel like – the only person that really stood out to me today was Dante Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there wasn't like, much to work with, uh, you know, but yeah. Cause I mean, most of our good players didn't play. I, you know, Brian Burns didn't play. Um, I thought F.A. Obata had a good game. He did get a strip sack. Unfortunately. Yeah. He's uh, all went out of bounds. He had uh, five and a half sacks on the season. I feel like he's a, uh, He's definitely one of those depth guys they need to retain. I definitely, I, I did tweet that as well. That I, yes, I, I I, and I agree with that. Because he's not going to be expensive because he's, you know, he's F.A. Obata, but he definitely has showed that he's progressing and he's progressing well over his career. So I believe yeah. that he's a guy where, like, you, he's definitely a priority re signing, I think, over the offseason because obviously, the big priority offseason re-signings would be between Curtis Samuel and uh, Taylor Moten, but I think that a guy like F.A. Obata kind of flies under the radar as a, a very versatile defensive lineman. So I think that he definitely needs to be re-signed. They definitely need to uh, make that work so that he can stay in the rotation. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could easily get him for something like three years, eight million, or three years, seven million. I mean, he's not... Like, he's not going to cost a lot of money. No. I don't think so either. I think I think that people will be pissed when they re-sign him for that kind of contract, but I think that he has definitely showed in the last two seasons that he deserves that. I agree. I mean, fans are going to be mad no matter what we do because, you know, it's a never-ending problem you can't sign players because they cost money but then they get mad when we lose games because they don't have good players like you know right you, you can't have it both ways yeah players cost that that precious cap space and uh if he if he doesn't walk then you don't get that compensatory selection so yes pressure comp picks I don't. I have to look and see where Obata is. Let's see. He might be a restricted free agent. Uh, let me think. Uh, he is. He is a restricted free agent. Okay, so they basically retained him at this point. So that's yeah. good. No, good for Matt Rule. Yeah. So they can. It's um, Keith Kirkwood, F.A. Obata, Trent Scott, and Brandon Zelstra are the restricted free agents. That's actually a really solid list. Yeah, and then there's I mean, a long Trent, list of unrestricted. I mean, Trent Scott stepped in over uh, Greg Little for backing up uh, 
Russell Okun. So that's that's not bad at all to have him locked up as a restricted free agent too. Yeah. I think I think that the Pan I think Panthers fans are like expecting a really eventful off season where I feel like it's not gonna be as much, where I think they'll focus more on the draft. Um but I do expect some uh some signings like an, like another Robbie Anderson type signing where it's like, okay, one of the top players at their position who knows Matt Rule really well. I think we can expect something like that in the offseason. But overall I feel like uh <coughs> They'll probably do a lot more retaining talent and uh, building in the draft than people think. So Yeah, I agree. It also, I think, depends on who the general manager is because, I mean, we might sign a general manager that loves to just sign a bunch of free agents and then wheel and deal in the draft. I mean, we don't know. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's certainly a lot of intrigue headed into this offseason. Yeah. It'll be a hell of a lot more interesting than the regular season was. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm um, I'm also very excited for the the off season ran essentially by Matt Rule rather than Marty Herney. Yes. I don't know how much hand he had in in the free agency signings because that, based on the moves, like in hindsight, it really seemed to point more towards Matt Rule, but. Obviously, Marty Herney didn't do a great job over his tenure with some things, so it'll be nice and refreshing to see what a new face and a new mind has to uh, contribute there. Yeah, and I mean, we might end up being just as bad or worse next year than we were this year, but at least it'll be different. Yeah. That's the important thing is realizing the Panthers are not going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. Would be cool if they were, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no, I think I, th- I think our ceiling next year is the scrappy wild card team that maybe wins the wild card game, and then gets beat by somebody like Green Bay. Uh, you know, one of the top three or four teams in the NFC. I think that's our ceiling. Is will be the the tough out that eventually loses in the divisional round. Yeah. And that's a great ceiling considering what we've gone through the last three years. Yeah. Just making the playoffs would be an achievement in itself, especially after essentially a one year rebuild. So that would be very, very good. Uh, But anyway, anything else you'd like to add? Hallelujah. The season's over. Yeah, for real. Well, as always here with the, keep sounding podcast and we'll have something for you next week stay tuned stay safe we'll have some draft coverage for you some free agency coverage for you it never really ends to be fair but we're glad the season's finally over at least for the panthers so we'll take a little bit of a mental break but we'll definitely have some content for you so stay safe stay healthy we'll talk to you soon and uh thanks for following along with us all year see you guys later